Um, well, this is Valley Patriots puppy girl Kate Whitney, and you are listening to Paying Attention with Tom Duggan. <laughs> and Tom Duggan's really sexy. There you go. Wow. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the show. You can't top that. Puppy girl Kate <laughs> Whitney, she's going to be. No, she didn't mean it. <laughs> I don't Who cares if she means it? She said it. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention. I got my puppy girl fixed. We can just end the show now. <laughs> That's all we need. And we're That's done. it. That's all I needed. And I'm a very simple done. creature. My page, we got it on the Valley Patriot page. Let's see if we can get it on the celebrity page too while we're at it. I miss Puppy Girl. We gotta get her to come back. Yeah. She was the best. <laughs> you ever want to see me just look like a blathering idiot for an hour? We'll have Puppy Girl come in. Yeah. I'll just talk in incomplete sentences the entire time. <laughs> Someday I'll tell the story about how I could have been Mr. Puppy Girl. <laughs> I was with someone at the time, though, and I said no. What was I thinking? All right, we got everything up. Everything good. I didn't hear Mike doing it that time. I don't know if we can have him back. Pretty sure he did it. You can you bounce me up just a little bit? Like sure. Half a notch a little bit? Sure, honey. There we go. A little bit more. I got you. No, we'll I haven't done it yet. Oh, I'm sorry. How's that? Hello, hello. Oh, I guess that'll work. I can go more. A little bit. Depends how deaf you want to go. <laughs> How's that? Excellent. Hey. All righty. Anyone think I know how to do my job? So I heard a rumor. You well, let's start the show first. Hi, All hi, right. my name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, top two guys, Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Got a great show for you today. We've got a great guest today. I know it's the middle of summer, but now's the time to be thinking about your city council elections in Methuen. And, um, and of course, by the way, we, ha- we have a, a great front page story about that as well. But before we start, hey, I heard a rumor, uh, 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 Chrissy. Oh. I heard that you guys are getting a new podcast here. We are. A card collectible podcast. Did well, I hear that? It is It is in the works. Well, they called me. They did? They did, because I happen to know those guys I really, really do. well. And they called me and they said, you know, before we jump, we know that you're the kind of guy that doesn't pull punches. Yeah. How, what is it like working there? Are they are they good people? Uh, am I going to have to deal with, like, the you know, what I had to deal with with Pat Costa? Right. Right. 
And I and of course I give glowing recommendation because I've never had problems here. And anytime the difference between this and radio, in radio the station owner or managers will come into your show while you're on the air, dump you into commercial, and yell at you for something that you said that they don't they don't like. Right. Because it's our station, right? Yes. But on podcast, we, I don't deal with that. And oh. I sat down with Dave when we started, you know, talking about doing a podcast four years ago. And I said, look, I've only got one requirement. Like, as long as nobody ever tells me what I can and can't talk about, you, I don't care what you guys do. Yeah. I don't care if you move the time. I don't care. I, don't care. I, I, I just want to be able to say what I want to say. And if you're up for that, then I'm in. And he said, okay, we're in. And ever since then, we're approaching our four-year anniversary, believe it or not. And I'm approaching my 38th year in radio, because I count yeah. podcasts as kind of radio, yeah, right? Yeah, it's new age Doing radio. broadcasting. Yeah. Um, in the last four years, I, I've never once had... We've had one issue once where we had to like have a sit down about stuff. Yeah. And within five minutes, it was resolved. I went home. Yeah. I thought, wow, that was, I thought that was going to take an hour. That was easy. Oh. So uh, we want to welcome those guys. I don't know. I, I don't want to say the name of the show because I don't. I, I think. Well, they, let's just wait until they just they sign on the dotted they, line. I want them to make their own announcement. <laughs> I don't too, want to bigfoot them. But uh, but they're good guys. Awesome. And by the way, you wait until you see the ratings they're going to get. You think my ratings are good and my yeah. ratings are pretty good? Yeah. Wait until you see the ratings that they get. I mean, yeah. those guys are getting 50,000, 60,000 hits on a show. Awesome. And so that's going to be a big boost for Studio 21 Podcast yeah. Cafe. Uh, we had the Valley Patriot is out on the street. Uh, the August edition. Uh, Dave, I think, finished doing deliveries in Methuen today. And uh, Dan has done Lawrence. I think he's doing Lowell today and tomorrow. And, uh, and the rest of the... Um, 31 cities and towns will be delivered by, like, Saturday. Uh, I have never had, I have never had, at least not in the last 10 years, the volume of responses that I got from this front page story. And the front page story says, front page headline is, let them go hungry. And it's about the stir. If you watch the show, you guys know, because we talked about this two weeks ago, it was about city council, Methuen city councilor Steve Saber, Mm -hmm. basically saying that he would rather people in Methuen go hungry than have them get donated food deliveries by a uh, delivery company that he's mad at. Yes. And the mayor put it right to him. Like, and, and I, I've had a few emails. Most of the emails have been positive, but a few emails saying, um, you know, how can you say that? Why would you make that up? Go to, the, go to the Methuen City Council website and watch it for yourself, right? Or go back two week, two shows ago and watch the clip that we showed. The mayor put it right to him. So are you saying you'd rather us not feed hungry people? Hmm. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it exactly in front of me. And he said, no. He said, no, I, I'd rather you not do that because you're not doing it the way I want you to do yeah, it. Yeah, he said, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then no, I'd rather you not do it at all. Right. So I had one guy called me, uh, not a detractor, but someone who likes us, and said, wow, why do you, why do you hate Steve Saber so much? And I said... I don't hate Steve Sabe. I don't like him, but I don't hate him. But I didn't make him say that. Right. I didn't make it up, and I didn't make him say that. If anybody had said that, that would be on the front page. I'm a homeless advocate. I mean, I spend three, four days a week out feeding homeless people, feeding people who need it, thanks to Mike Gorman and TMF and Nancy and Sam Salib and all the people that are involved with that. And, and when he said that, that, just, it, that went right. If you know anything about me, you know that went right through me. Yeah, and and so that's why it's the front page. And again, I didn't make him say "let them go hungry." All right, he said it, and yes. my job is to write down what politicians say, and then publish it. That's yep. my job, and so that's yes. what I did. Uh, the other, the rest of the volume of the call of calls and emails and text messages, and again, I haven't had this many in a really long time. People saying, "Wow, I thought you just didn't like that guy," but when I read that story, he really he that guy really is a scumbag, isn't he? 
And I'm like, yeah, I've been kind of trying to tell people that for a long time. It's good that you guys are now starting to wake up to it because he wants to run for mayor in two years. And again, nothing would make me happier than have him be mayor because can you imagine the scandals? He's the Willie Lantigua of Methuen. The scandals coming out of Methuen would be phenomenal, for, at least for me, for my paper. We'd yeah. never run out of things to write about. So uh, please find us on YouTube. Like us on YouTube. Chrissy keeps telling me to push the YouTube channel. We want to get our numbers up. Yeah. Um, if we get our numbers up to a certain point, we can actually start making money on that, right? We can start monetizing the YouTube channel. Well, it depends if YouTube's happy with you or not. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true, too. With you, they might be like, mm, you right. can't have any money. And uh, <laughs> two more things. One, we need sponsors. So uh, we lost two sponsors, and it wasn't that we, we did anything wrong, but they, they came in for six months. Yeah. And their six months are up, that's and now right. they're going to try something else. Yeah. And so we're short two sponsors. So if you'd like to sponsor the show, it's $200 a month. Um, uh, we put your uh, thing on the front seat where you can see right there. What, is, what do we have there? Uh, Four-star lighting and uh, Pleasant Valley Landscaping. That's Dave. Da- I mean, sorry, David Consoli. Yes, thank who you. I'm having dinner with tonight. Um, he is such a good guy, man. He's, he really he is. is. Um, uh, what else? Um, Mexico Lindo in Methuen. We have found, remember I said we used to go to this Mexican place in North Andover, and three times in a row they screwed up my order so I don't go back. Yes. We found a new Mexican place. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our new go-to Mexican place now is Mexico Lindo. It's this tiny little place where the Red Tavern used to be off Ple- at the very beginning of Pleasant Street. And um, we ordered, by the way, phenomenal hot wings. It's hard to find good hot wings, mm-hmm. great hot wings. Uh, we went to Miller's Tavern. We don't go there anymore. Yeah, and I hate to say I hate to say it out loud. I hate to say it on the show, but we were there three, four times a week, and we just don't go. Last time we went, the excuse we got was we don't have any hot wings uh, because of COVID. Well, I eat out like five days a week. Everywhere I go has hot wings. Everywhere, yeah, right. I mean, I go to I go to the fish place, Joe Fish up in North Andover. They have hot wings. It's a fish place, and they have hot wings. <laughs> so you know, so we're not going to Miller's Tavern yeah. until somebody calls me and says we went to Miller's Tavern and they they got their act together. We're not going back. Okay. But our new go-to place now, Mexico Lindo. All right, Mexico Lindo. And Lindo. the food was good. The service was good. Um, they didn't speak English that well, so I couldn't flirt with the waitress, which actually made it better. Yeah. Right? Because you don't have to worry about she them being mad at me for flirting, at the, <laughs> flirting with the waitress. Um, and, uh, and so I had a nice dinner date there last night. Food was phenomenal. I asked for a well-done steak. Lo and behold, it was well when it showed up. Yay. And that's huge for me. Yeah. To my left, uh, we have a great guest in today. He's running for city council in Methuen. He's running in the West End, which is not going to be an easy race. You've got two incumbents running for re-election in that race. You've got Hero Police Officer Mike Samad. And you've got Ali Safi. And um, they're both in their first term. They're both running for their second term. And now we have Mike Downs, who's in that race. Methuen cancels their primaries. And you should read my editorial about that. I'm really unhappy about it. Uh, but Methuen cancels their primaries. So Mike is going to end up on the final ballot in November with Ali Safi and uh, Mike Samad. So I guess first, Mike, um, tell people who you are and why they should vote for you. Sure. So uh, I've spent 15 years here in Methuen. I dedicated 15 years of my life to in, uh, improving the high school. I was there for the building project. I ran the grade nine campus for three years. Those three years were the most successful uh, grade uh, school that the city's ever had. The, the data proves it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love this community. And it's been, it's my second home. You know, I, when you spend 15 years working up here, 
you just it just becomes a home to you. And all the people and all the people I've met, uh, I just want to be here. Mm-hmm. And so people ask me, why are you running? There's already two incumbents. Do you have something against them? What yeah, is- you would have been better off running at Lodge. Yeah, I, maybe. You yeah, know, now yeah. that you've no retrospect, possibly. Right. Uh, however, I'm not running against Mike, and I'm not running against Allie. I'm just running for the for taxpayer job. for the taxpayers of Methuen. Fair and you know, the, the main thing is I have a lot of life experience and I also have a lot of experience with municipal budgets because of my experience at the administrative level at the schools. Um, you know, so that's one of the reasons why I'm running. So are you a teacher? I'm a principal. You're a principal. I'm a principal. <laughs> We're going to try really hard not to hold that against you. Yeah. Um, have you. Have you seen this show? Wow. Did he walk into the lion's yeah. den? Yep. On the other hand, though, you are a hero veteran. Can you talk a little bit about your, your service to the country? So, yeah. So, I spent 20-plus years in the military. I was in the Air Force. I was an enlisted person. For those of you who don't know, enlisted is usually when you come out of high school, you start at the bottom. Uh, I was an E1, and I worked myself up to an E7. And then I got my commission, became an officer. And, nice. and now I'm a retired captain. And I'm, I'm wow. proud of being a retired prior enlisted captain. Because when you're prior enlisted and you become an officer, it's like being a principal. If you've never been a teacher, how do you know what it's like to be a teacher? Right. So being enlisted in the career field that I was in and then become an officer, I just loved it. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I, I like to talk about when I talk about my military time is I miss the guys and I miss the mission. Wow. And uh, I still miss it. And I've been retired now for 10 years. You can tell my haircut's still the same. Right, right. I just, uh, it was uh, my whole entire adult life at one point. I had been in the military. Wow. Have, have you seen any action? Did they ever send you anywhere where yeah, you had to actually do any fighting? Uh, so I, I was not a combat person. I, I right. would never say that. But I've been to some places that weren't so nice. Let's right. just put it that way. Right, okay. You know, Fair and uh, go from there. <laughs> so I guess my first question, you're going to be running for city council. Obviously, you've got to be watching these meetings, right? Cause you're I watched a few, yes, yes. That didn't discourage you from running? <laughs> because well, I always say, hey, if someone wants to run for office, don't watch the meetings because you'll never end up running. It actually encouraged me. and I, Really? Yeah, so I'll tell you why. Part of, you know, this is a great city. Mm. I love Methuen. I love the diversity of it. I love the fact that when we talk about Mexico and Lindo, that's one of my favorite places. That's great. I yeah. love it there. And But, you know, you could go get Lebanese food and it, because of all the cultures we right. have here in Methuen. And that's a real strength of our city. But at the same time, you know, when you work so hard in the city and you have a lot of friends that live in the city, you got people who own houses in the city, do we really want to be in the news for bad things anymore? Right. And my whole thing is like, listen, I won't know until I'm there. You know, I will say this. My grandfather taught me a very valuable lesson. You don't know until you know. So although I'm not going to make promises I can't keep because if I say I'm going to do this and then I get in there like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. So in other words, you're not going to make a commitment and then break it. I don't want to do that. You're not going to give your word and then later on go, oh, I didn't really say it that way. No, no. people do. And I just want to be able to make sure that whatever we do is is the best that we can do. And I don't want us to be in the paper for bad things anymore. I don't want us to be in front line. I mean, it's great for you if people give you fodder, but I don't want to be that guy. I'm not. And I'll give you another thing about me. So there are times when maybe they disagree with each other. I'm not going to do that in public. You know, if, if you're on a city council with me, for instance, and you don't like my stance on something, if you want to berate me in front of everybody on live TV, you can do that. But I'm going to wait till we're off. Right. And then I'll tell you how I feel. Right. Because right. again, like, what does that say? Like when you start arguing on, on TV and you start demeaning each other, well, that's not a good, that's not good for right, anybody. Right. So it's great for the Valley Patriot. It's great for you. It is. It's, it is. So. And it, quite frankly, I, I always loved Mike Samad, right? Yep. In, and as a police officer, I always liked him. We've given him an award. Then it's, it's, it's almost like as soon as he got in, he changed. And all of a sudden he's like attacking people from the table. And I'm thinking like, this is not the Mike I thought I knew. 
And as time went on, I thought, okay, but he's a new counselor. Maybe like it's because he's new, and maybe that'll that'll wane a little bit. And it kind of hasn't. So when I heard someone was in that race running, I thought, you know, I I can't see Mike losing this election. But you know, anything can happen, right. especially if it's a low turnout. Well, yeah, I again, I'm not running against Mike. Right. You know, I, actually, no, I understand. Yeah, I've met Mike. Uh, some of his friends are my friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I when I got the t- I went to the Purple Heart ceremony. If I could give a plug, Purple sure, Heart absolutely. Ceremony, you know, Methuen is now a Purple Heart city, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Mike was there, and I got to talk with Mike. And I mean, you know, he is a police officer, and most of my friends are police officers, so there's a common bond there. Right, so right. I would love to work with him. Don't get me wrong, I would love to work right. with him because I, I I know people that know him well, and you know him. He is a good guy, and I think I I think he always will have the best interest at heart. That's just my feeling. Right, so. right. So you say you have a lot of police officer friends. What did you think about the controversy of the police department over the last couple of years? It's kind of shameful that it came to that point that, you know, a contract was passed that, you know, makes us look bad as a city or, you know, makes certain people look bad. It's a shame that that happened, you know, and it's, it's difficult because I have friends that are patrolmen. I have friends that are sergeants. I have friends that are superior officers. And I mean, what does that do to your police department right. when there's this disparity? Right. And, you know, I have friends that are, you know, in every police house. Your father was a police officer, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a long time. So he would yep. tell you, you know, in every police department, there's there's two houses. There right. always is. It doesn't, right. it, it doesn't matter what you You know, are. I used to try to explain that when people would, would badmouth Joe Solomon. Yep. And they'd say, yeah, but half of his department hates him. I'm like, you go to Lawrence. As much as I love Roy Vask... At least one out of three cops that I talk to don't like him. The other two do. Then you go into North Andover. Chuck Gray is probably one of the most popular chiefs in the, in the area, but at least a third of his guys don't like him because either they were disciplined by him or you know, he came down on them for something or maybe they, maybe they just don't get along personally. So it, there's always these factions within – well, you work in the schools, right? I'm sure it's the same, same thing. Same way. You're the principal of a school. One-third of the teachers are going to hate you no matter what happens, right? No matter <laughs> yes. what you do. Probably, right. right? And, yep. so, and so I always just try to like explain to people – you have to understand what group dynamics are. When, you've, when you have a leader of anything, there's always going to be one-third of the people who don't like them for whatever reason. Maybe they just don't get along or whatever, and, and I couldn't get anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 again, I'm not going to defend anybody. I'm not going to disparage anybody, right. but it's just a reality. So, you know, with that contract and everything, it, it, it just put us into, again, it put us in this national light. And so it almost became this, like, you know, well, look at Methuen. You know, and right. I, that's not good for us as a right. city. And so even even people in Lawrence were laughing at you guys. Yeah, and it's that's not you know that's not what we are. We're a great city, and so let's keep that going as much as we can. And you know, if I do get on city council, the one thing I want to promise is to say that like, <laughs> if there's a contract that has to be approved, I want to make sure I know what I'm voting on. Right. Like inside and out. Well, you want to actually like read it. Yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to cost the the hardworking people of the city money if I didn't read something thoroughly. Right. And maybe there'll be times if I do get elected that I'll vote no, and people are like, why did you vote no? Because I don't want to vote yes if I don't know what the full range ramifications are. Sure. I mean that's just not right either. Right. Um, but I'm not going to not vote. That's the other thing. Like you have to vote. Right. I mean, if you don't vote. Then who are you representing? Right. Then why are you there? <laughs> exactly. Right. So what do you think of the job the mayor is doing? So I've, I've met Neil Perry as a person. And I think, you know, he was very nice to me. And again, I only judge people how they interact with me. Right. So people may not like you, Tom, but you're nice to me. So I'll be nice to you. It's All simple right. as that. I, I think he's done some really good things for the city. I think he's tried to some good things. So I don't know how to, I don't know how to rate a mayor because I've never sat in that chair. Right. I mean, you're 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 a journalist, and that's your job to judge him on right, it, what right. he does. But for me, like, it doesn't get me anywhere. Believe me, when <laughs> yeah, I tell you. But for me to like criticize anything he's done would be wrong of me because I don't know how that decision was made. Right? Maybe when I'm there 
and I see how it's made. Maybe I will disagree, or maybe I will agree. I don't know. I right. mean, so, yeah. But overall, you think he's doing an okay job? I think so. I yeah. think he's done some nice things for the city. I think he's tried some nice things for the city, uh, as far as I know. Again, I, I don't really know him, know him very well, right. but at the same point, I have never heard anything terrible about him. Right. So, again, it will be how he and I interact. Will be right. how see, I, I never care about what kind of person they are. Yep. Uh, I think the jury's probably uh, uh, spoken on that with, with Neil. Uh, I only care really about what kind of job they do. Yep. And what I'm seeing is phenomenal job on the, on the uh, economics of the city. Yes. Phenomenal job on the budget. Phenomenal yes. job on, on, on most things. Yes. There are some things that I think you know, could use some, some work, but nobody's perfect, right? That's correct. And when you compare him to the last mayor, when you compare him to some previous mayors, He's light years ahead of those guys well, as again, far as doing the job. And, and budget fiscal responsibility is a huge part of that yeah, job. And yeah. like you said, he's done a great job. Well, that's, that's the biggest piece of the job, right? Right, Because right. that is what impacts you and me and everybody that lives in this great city of Methuen is, you know, if, if the mayor can't manage the budget, then where are we going? Right, like you've got one job. I right? mean, that's really the that's the. I mean, whether people like him or not, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter as long as he's running the budget in the city effectively. And so far, I think he's done that. Yeah. So again, there are people that don't like him for some of the decisions he's made. But like you said, look at look at the city, right? As a police department, third may like you, third in the middle, and third will hate you. Right. Well, that's right. that goes with the territory of being a mayor. So now, are you still working for the school department? Yes. Okay. If you not here in Methuen. Oh, not in Methuen. No, 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 no. Okay, nope, all right. Nope, Very good. Nope, well, nope. That, that kills the next question, which is good. <laughs> um, so when the, when the schools were $4 million in the red, the city council borrowed $4 million to balance that school budget, but we never found out where the money went. We were told verbally by the superintendent and some, city, some school committee members, well, it went to special needs. But when I dug into the numbers, a lot of it didn't go to special needs. Nobody has ever even looked into it. As a guy who like, is really well attuned to what goes on in the schools and how spending works, is that something you can focus on when you get in about, hey, I know it was a few years ago, but we still need to know where this money went. Exactly. So I know a little bit of this story. And you know, part of being uh, in, a, in an administrator, so I know how school budgets work, you know, and Part of the city council, and I've talked to the city council, our job isn't to approve the, the school budget. Our job is to oversee it. Right. And if I don't like the stuff that is going on there, then that's my responsibility to say no. Right. Or say, well, if you want, you need to cut this much. That's what a lot of city councils do. They, they'll tell the school committee, like, look, you, you need to cut X amount out of your budget. They're like, this is the budget you get. Right. And I know for a fact that after my time working in the school system, there are jobs or, or there are positions or there are expenditures that maybe we should do use for other things. Right. I'll tell you why don't things I would like us to focus on more if we can within the school budget and is capital improvements for the schools. Our K through eights are almost thirty years old now. When was the last time there was major upgrades to those schools? Right. It's money. No, my job is to make sure that people's taxes don't go out of control. But let's find a way, instead of budgeting for positions that do not impact instruction, let's put money towards the capital improvements. It's nice to have positions that, quote unquote, make us all feel good about what's going on. But if they don't impact instruction, don't reduce class size, well, maybe we should look at it differently and then say, let's put it towards maybe a new roof or a new AC unit so that the kids can come to school and not sweat right. in a 100-degree room. I sat on the school committee in Lawrence for three years, and one of the things that used to infuriate me is I would look at all these middle managers that were working for the school department, all these assistants to the assistants, and I'd say, well, what, what, is, it, what is it that you do that impacts the, the quality of the kid's education? Like, how is you being here going to improve Johnny's chances to get into college? And I could almost never get an answer for it. 
Almost never. And I look at the expenditures of the middle managers, and by the way, who all got raises through COVID, who all got their step increases through COVID, even though they weren't working. And, and I, look at, I look at all of that, and it just it makes me crazy because you know, the money that gets wasted in the schools could actually go to things that will help kids get a better education or maybe could be used for police officers to save someone's life or a firefighter or an EMT. Right. And it makes me crazy. So I loved what you said because I'm looking for city councilors who are going to demand that the school committee come before them every year and give them a line-by-line. Line. Like the city council, give them credit for one thing. They're going line-by-line line through their budget in public. Yep. So the public knows how many paper clips they're buying, knows what budget it's coming out of, and, and, and you know, who's funding it. The schools aren't doing that. They give you, you know, department line items. They give you uh, summary line items. But they're not really telling us where the money's really going. So what, you know, it, it's a... It's a thing with a lot of schools, you know, uh, the law schools, when they get money, for, say, from the federal government. Now, sometimes the federal government will say you have to spend it on A, B, or C. But sometimes it's like a block grant. Mm -hmm. Well, first and foremost, that could either go to replenishing teaching positions that were lost. Because, again, the more teacher, the lower your class size. We all know the lower the class size, it does affect instruction. Oh, I don't know. I think we might have to have a debate <laughs> on that. <laughs> but for the most part. Because the studies that I see say yep. kindergarten to fourth grade, yep. that's true. Very true. And then after fourth grade, not really. It, you know, it depends on the level of the students and everything else. But the other piece is instead of putting it all to that, why don't we put it towards – like, for instance, Bruce Dell is a great guy. I don't know if you know Bruce. He, mm -mm. He's our facilities manager in Methuen. You know, give him the money to do the job that he would want to do to improve the schools. And I think that should be a priority. I, that's just me, you know. And again, I'm not disparaging anything. I know, you know, Brandy's a superintendent. I have to be respectful of, of the title. That's what, do you, what do you think of her? I, I've known Brandy. For, I knew her a long time ago when she was a principal at the CGS. I knew when she was assistant superintendent. So my opinion of her is, you know, she's, that's her job. That's her title. And I have to respect, you know, the work she does. Again, because I've never been in that role. Right. I could criticize her all I want, but I've never been in that role. Right, right. So, I mean, I've learned, I have a superintendent now who's the most phenomenal human being I've ever worked for in my life. Like, she is by Do far- Do you mind saying which town you're in? Or? I work in Medford now. Okay. And my superintendent now is as great of a human being as I've ever worked with in education in, in, in my life. That's great to hear, because I don't hear that much about superintendents oh, anywhere. Oh, actually. no. She is like- She's just a wonderful human being. And so I've learned a lot by watching her. Like sometimes people will criticize her. I'm like, don't criticize her until you know what that job is like. Right. Especially during COVID. I right, mean, right. there was bananas. Right. I mean, for all of us. All I want is the, the, the superintendent of Methuen to follow the science and not force kids to wear a mask. We know from the science that masks don't work, period. We also know that kids don't get the virus as easily, don't transmit it as easily, don't get sick as easily. And that, again, masks don't work. So there are negative ramifications to making kids wear masks for eight hours a day. Serious negative ramifications. And, and I want to just follow the science. Don't say you're following the science while you're not. That's all I'm asking. Well, that, I mean, all the, all the school districts are in this like, pickle right now. What do we do? Right. There's no actual directive to say that you have to do this. And, you know, I will say this. Whatever the directive is, I have to follow because that's my role, right? right. I'm, I'm middle management per se. But at the same time, don't leave it up to each town to decide in some ways. Like, make it, I don't know, because what happens is if Methuen makes me wear masks, then the people in Haver are like, well, why do we, why, 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 how come we're not? It, right. It's just back and forth, and that's not good either. It's too political. Yes, right? yes. And, and it's unfortunate that, that the, the left wing of, of the country has made it so political. And it's even more unfortunate that the news media has taken a side in made, making it political. 
And I say just follow the science, right? They, they, they say follow the science, so I say, okay, I, I believe that. Let's just follow the science. There's no reason why kids should be wearing masks. There's no reason why um, you know, these kids should, should have to deal with that thing on their face all day. Right. It, it's terrible for all, everyone. I mean, yeah. for teachers, like, I mean, if you've ever been like this hybrid model we had to do this year, my heart, like I told my teachers what a great job they, because they did to teach 10 kids in front of you, 10 kids at home on a little screen at the same time and wear a mask. Right. And then in some of my teacher's room, they had HEPA filters. I mean, it was like working in an airport. Right. And how they did it is, um, it's, it's really, they, they really worked really hard and I have to give them some, and, but it's also very difficult to make a connection with a student if you can't see their face. Right. How do you know if a kid is sad or mad or, you know, so right. yeah, let's hope, you know, I listen to different people. I try to wa- read as much as I can on both sides because in, somewhere in the middle is the truth. Right. And let's just hope that whatever decision is made is the right decision, whatever it is. So part of being a city council, part of being an elected official is being responsive to your constituents, being transparent to the public, responding to the press. Um, it's probably the biggest part of your job. You're going to have neighbors calling you, calling you about potholes. Street light is out. <laughs> yep. uh, you know, there's a flood in my neighborhood. Um, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on how you're going to handle yourself for constituent services? Exactly. So one of my things is to be transparent. Like, I, you know, if I make a decision, I will tell anybody that wants to know why I made that decision. I'm not going to sit there and go yes or no with no reason. You have to be transparent as to why you voted a certain way. Right. Because if you're not, then people don't trust you. Right. You know, and you know, one thing. You know, hopefully, most people say about me is that I'm I'm, I'm a very honest person, I'm a very truthful person, and that's why I want to be. And, right. and then, of course, when it comes to your constituents, you can't promise people anything. So, if my neighbor does call me and says there's a pothole in front of my house, what are you going to do about it? Well, let me find out what I can do. Right. I'm not going to say I'm going to get it fixed. Right. Because you start playing that game, and then you don't deliver. Well, then what? Well, then who are you? Right. You're just an empty suit that says, "Well, I'm going to promise you everything." So, sure. my job is to take in, take that in, and find out what I can do, and then get back to them. That's the other piece. Uh, we have a question from the audience now. I don't know if this is a loaded question or not because it comes from Dan Shibola, and he just likes to throw bombs. Um, but uh, the question is: Does he have any previous relationship with any of the uh, with any of the administration? Do you have any family working for the city? I know, and so that's another thing: is that none of so my job is not to get jobs for family members in the city or contracts for f- friends and family in the city. So I don't have any. I don't have a family member that's in the city that you know that works for the city. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, and do you have any previous prior relationship with any anyone in the administration? Like, have you done business with any of them? Have you? No. No. Not really. No. I mean, anybody. At the, I mean, I know a few people that's worked in the mayor's office just from my time in the school system, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, I'm not friendly with anybody. Right. Yeah. Right. So what do you, what do you, we've got about uh, five, six minutes left. Sure. What, what, is, what is your number one priority? Let's say you get elected. They swear you in January 4th, whatever the day is. What, what are you going to hit the ground running? Like, what's your number one priority to start working on? Number one is to learn as much as I can. You know, if I have to be quiet for a while to learn, mm-hmm. that's number one. Like, you can't go in there with an agenda. Again, if, you, if I go into the agenda and I can't deliver on that, well, what, what am I doing? Right. So my first job is really to learn as much as I can about how it's working, what I can do. And if I had like a big idea, like oh, this is what my focus would be, whatever capital improvements I can help the city make, capital improvements is what people want to see with their money. So when we I think pay- the mayor is really happy to hear you say that. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when people say, well, I'm paying all this money in taxes and I don't see anything being done. 
and it's just going straight to salaries, well, that's why people get upset. Right. But if they can see your rows being done, they can see the work behind your schools, like that is huge. And yes, there are going to be people, well, you're going to raise my taxes by $100 a month. Okay, let's find ways to work, help out people. Sure. But at the same time, like capital improvement is how people feel better about their city. That's number one. Right. Right? I mean, if you're driving down the street that you live in and every day you're losing a tire rim, right. you're not happy about it. So let's focus on the capital improvements as much as we can without, again, you know, imposing on people who are on a fixed income. Because, you know, we have a lot of elderly, we have disabled veterans. Like, those are the people I want to help too, you know, as much as we can. So, yeah. So, um, do you have a, a fundraiser coming up? Do you have an, how can people get in touch with you? How can people donate or volunteer on your campaign? Yep. So, I do have a Facebook page. It's called Elect Mike Downs. You can contact me through that. Uh, my fundraiser is coming up. I haven't finalized it yet. Okay. Uh, and I don't want to say where yet because it's finalized. Uh, I, can I give one plug to someone Absolutely. who is doing a fundraiser? Absolutely. Uh, Michael Gorman is doing uh, a fundraiser right. on September 18th. Uh, you know, as part of his group for the help homeless. And if you can make it to the cloud on September 18th from seven to 11, uh, please support Mike Gorman. Mike Gorman is a great kid, always been a great kid, great family. And the fact that a young man like himself is doing so much for the people in his community. Uh, so much know, for the homeless. Yeah. So much. So, so praise him, praise the work he does, support him. Uh, I bought my ticket yesterday. And I, you know, I just can't wait to see. I almost always get a free ticket to these kind of things because I go and I cover it and I put it in the paper. And so people see that as a a good swap. I'm actually buying my own ticket because I know where the money is going to go. And I I have 100% faith that Mike Goldman is going to use that money to actually help homeless people. Exactly. So, uh, so that, that, that's a, that's a Sorry nice shout I out. I took away a plug on you, but no, I just no, had to. No, no, listen, I'm, I'm glad you did. Um, I, I'm glad that you're friendly with Mike Goldman. It makes me feel even better about the fact that you're running for office. Thank you. Because so many of these people in elected office only really discover people like Mike at, like when they want something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When they're looking for a vote, you know. <laughs> yeah. We noticed in Lawrence, like, we haven't seen certain city councilors in five years, and all of a sudden now they all want to run for mayor, and they're all calling saying, hey, can I come down to T- TMF and speak? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, I don't have any say, but if you're asking me what my opinion is, no. We haven't seen you in five years. You haven't even given somebody a sandwich that's hungry. Why would why would we let you come and make this a political event? Right. I'm going to go there and I'm going to be in the background because yeah. it really is about him and the work he does. Yeah. He, again, he's just a great kid. Always been a great kid. Yeah. You know, I don't you know. Throughout high school, I knew him in high school. You know, and he's a kid that was just always did his best. I mean, he wants to play basketball. He wasn't the biggest, but he just gave 100% every time. How right. do you not love a kid like that? Right, right. Absolutely. You know? so. And by the way, the nicest kid in the world, like we had him here a couple of times, I was telling you off the air, yep. and I tried to ask him a couple of political questions because I get frustrated that politicians campaign on the backs of the poor in Lawrence, and then guys like Mike Gorman have to actually go out and feed them because when they get elected, they do nothing, right? right? And I tried to like get a sense of like what his political thoughts were, wouldn't even touch it. Yeah, but that's He's like, what- no, I got one mission, and that's helping homeless people, and I'm not even going to go near it. <laughs> So, what, and what a great how do you, mission how do you write? How do you uh, not love that? I mean, what a great mission in life. Right. Do you have a, a website that people can go to? How can people um, call you, get in touch with you? Uh, just go on my Facebook page and you can message okay. me. I've had some people message me that aren't my quote unquote friends. That Facebook page is primarily just for the election purposes. Mm-hmm. And of course, if I win, then it could be. A, and then at some point, you know, we'll see where, where it goes from there. Well, if you need a website, let me know. I got a guy. All right. Thank I, you. I definitely have a guy. <laughs> so I've never, I've never ended the show early in four years. 
No, I was going to say, you right. can keep going a little bit. If oh, we can? Know. All right. Can I give out one other plug? Sure, absolutely. So yeah. a, a person I used to work with, uh, oh, actually, I did my CAGS with him. I used to be a teacher in Methuen. The Dennis Bissany tournament is on Monday. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, it's already been sold out and everything else. So you must be friends with Dave Abdu, too, on top of it all. I don't know him. Oh, you don't? Maybe if okay. I saw him. Okay. But uh, Dennis was absolutely one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. He was a really wonderful man, just super nice. And I'm just glad that you know they're taking on that mantle still to raise money mm-hmm. uh, in his in his name. He's just speaking of money. Do you think you're going to be able to raise the money that's going to be needed to win a seat as the West End? You're running in the West End, Methuen City Council. Well, here's the there people make. Donate to my to my campaign at some point. Um, you know, I, I'm going to buy some things with my own money. I don't want to owe anybody anything. And there may be some people that may reach out in the city that want to support me, but I, I may not accept that just because I want to. You mean city employees, like, or, or just people? Some people in general. Okay. I want to be able to say, well, I, you know, the people supported me, not entities. If that right. makes any sense. But no, I, there are some entities that are going to support me. I don't want to say publicly yet, but right. uh, I'm lucky enough that there's a few organizations that like me for what my work I did here in the city of Methuen, mm-hmm. and so I'm pretty appreciative of that. Well, that's great. The election is November 2nd? 2nd, I think. 2nd, because <laughs> Methuen cancels primaries. Real quick, what do you think about Methuen canceling primaries? Jeez, uh, that's a... <laughs> All right, read my well, editorial, and then we'll ask you about that. Because <laughs> it always, it's always bothered me, because I, I was on the school committee in Lawrence for three years. Yep. I won because there were four people running for three spots, and six get nominated, and Lawrence doesn't cancel primaries. So I ran a writing campaign in the primary, got 100 votes, got my name on the November ballot, and won. Yep. Methuen cancels their primaries, which they say, well, because there's nobody to eliminate, but that's only half the reason to have a primary. The other half is if you don't have enough candidates. It encourages people to go out and run sticker writing campaigns, grassroots campaigns, to have somebody like get their name on the ballot, and to have Methuen just keep canceling their primaries because there's nobody to eliminate – uh, kills the other half of that. It becomes the Incumbent Protection Act. It helps only the people that are already in office. I think that's how Jess got elected the first time, Jess Finnecar. Right, I she think, did on writing. I think she was a writer. Right. She was a writer. That's right. She got herself on the ballot, yep. and now she's a city councilor. Yep. So. Yeah, she got on the uh, Vogue School Board that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, listen, I appreciate you being here. Will you come back? Sure. I'm thinking about having a debate. I'm not sure Mike Samad will show up, although I would love it if he did. <laughs> um, but I'm going to schedule a debate, and whoever shows up is going right. to well, get the if time. If it is with Mike, it would be a very friendly one. I, you know, we're not going to sit right. here and throw punches No, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So, but know. You know, we'll drill down. I don't know if you saw any of the debates we did two years ago. I was very fair. Yep. Uh, even though I had one guy, I had one guy, in, uh, Chrissy, uh, that ran in, in your race in the West End, who we hated each other. But I was so nice to him during that debate. I gave him more time. I went, I went out of my way to not let the fact that I didn't like him influence the debate that I kind of went too far the other way. And all he did was badmouth me afterwards and say I wasn't fair. And I'm like, dude, you had twice the time everybody else had. Oh, what are wow. you talking about? So we try, I always divorce my personal opinions during the debates because it's not about me anymore. Now it's like the end. People are voting in a week. We want people to to find out who you are and what makes you guys tick. So love to have you if you can. Yeah. I mean, I have simple beliefs, right? You know, family comes first, faith and country. And it's very simple. You know, it's it's my guiding light. It's been a long time since I've heard a candidate for anything say that. So that's fantastic. (laughs) All right. We want to thank our sponsors. Um, Did you reset that or did I just, Oh, you did. Okay. I want to thank our sponsors, McLennan real estate. You can roll up my Mel Uh, McLennan real estate. And just pull that up just a, just a, a hair. I'm getting emails from people saying they can't hear the end song anymore. Aww. 
And we want them to hear Melvin Taylor because, you know, he writes these songs for us, the least we can do. I want to thank McClendon Real Estate, Century 21, Matt and Janet and Sam over on Broadway and Methuen. We love those guys. If you're thinking of buying or selling a house, now is the time to call them. AFC Urgent Care, they're now going to be doing... they're now going to be doing um, screenings for immigrants. They're going to be doing health checkups for immigrants that oh, need wow. it for, like, to become citizens. Um, so we're going to have her back, I think, next week. Marshan and Son Construction. You don't want to be out there in 90-degree weather, you know, working on your roof. Call Ronnie Marshan. Marshan and Son Construction. EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Borelli's Deli, where I'm going to get my uh, tortellini. And pie, b- b- before, <laughs> I I go to, before I go to David... Consoli's house later on. Uh, Tomo and Happy Crab. We were at Happy Crab yesterday. Oh, my God. It was really good. They also do really good wings. Oh, right. Excellent wings. I really agree with that. Really good wings, even though they're a seafood place. Yep. Clear Path for Veterans New England. And I think we said a, a, a Pleasant Valley Landscaping, David Consoli. Yes. David. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. All right. Yep, he did. So go home already. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate that very much. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.